feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> We're so anxious to find someone, find peace in knowing that you're not with the wrong person either and that you've probably wised up and you do have your guard up a little bit and that's not always a bad thing. When you're lusting over someone, you're just taking in every single little thing they say and believing everything they say, you're in a very dangerous position. Hey everyone, we have an amazing guest today, Daniel Chidiak, who is a writer and author and also a inspirational speaker about people's well-being we're going to be talking about finding yourself your passion and becoming your own best version of yourself in a sense and figuring out where relationships sit in that so i'm really excited for this episode if you like this episode be sure to rate it five stars and share it with a friend follow us at really mental podcast on all of our socials and i want to get into it straight away we're going to welcome Daniel, I'm super excited for this episode and he has amazing things to say and is very educated on this topic. So we're going to welcome him now. With Daniel Chidiak, who I just has, I was saying before, I've been watching your content so much and I feel like some of the things you say, like speaks to me and I feel really seen by it. I know we're going to have an amazing chat around dating, relationships, and just loving yourself within that. I wanted to ask for those that are listening that don't know a lot about you, could you explain a bit about what you do, Daniel? Yes, yeah, so I've written two books. First book was called Who Says You Can't, You Do. And I wrote, started writing that when I was 24 and didn't release it till I was I think 26 or 27 and signed with Penguin Random House. And now that's in 17 languages. That was just wow. a book of literally me expressing myself and going through things like mental health issues before that and being young and trying to work out what I want to do in my life. And everyone's got these ideas of what they want to do. And it doesn't really necessarily mean that's your passion. Like you've got parents or even schools that think you've got to have this piece of paper to get yeah. ahead in life, go to uni. And that's what I did. But I ended up leaving and had all these different jobs. And my, my life was a little bit crazy, but I was always a bit of a risk taker, even though it was probably stupid to just walk out of uni one day after a year with having no clue of what I wanted to do with my life. But I was crazy and had marketing jobs and I was one of those annoying people in shopping centers that would pull you to the side and try to sell you like these little princes. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I had some crazy jobs that, that I was just like cr cringeworthy now. I'm like, no, don't. But anyway, you, you do, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah. yeah, eventually found my way. I think I went through some kind of conscious awakening, spiritual enlightenment when I was at one of the lowest points in my life. I had a business, a clothing business with my brother and that. I don't like to say the word failed because everything, it teaches us so much. It's actually a great point. When people say rock bottom, it's, I think that zero point that you hit is like the biggest awakening because it's, there's only up from there. You can only go up. I just started writing my thoughts down and I was just, I found peace when I was at my lowest point and was literally just wake up at three in the morning and write something was telling me to write. And it was just an amazing phenomenon. I think that came over me and. I was never a writer before and a year later or a couple of years later, I think it was that I had 150,000 words written and had wow. to compile. Then I decided to turn it into a book. So I didn't actually think about writing a book at the start. And then I compiled it into a book, thought I was finished, sent it to an editor. They were like, you've got a hell of a lot of work to do. So that was another year after that. It's just, it, the, the process is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really interesting hearing your journey because something we speak about a lot is finding your purpose or your calling. I guess it sounds like looking back, those were all just steps which you needed to take to reach that place where you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. I think 
having all these different jobs teaches you what you definitely don't want to do as well. So there's so many positives in that. And so that's why I always say to people, just try things. And especially if you're young, I think thinking that you've got to have it all worked out by whatever age is just not true. And you see so many people as they get older and they're They find success in different things. You know, you said about finding passion. I think that if your happiness is based around a passion and you think that passion is work only related, I think you're in a very dangerous place. And that's what the world almost teaches you. That's what we're taught in school. You have to find your passion and your passion has got to do with work. And if you don't find this one thing that you are passionate about, you are not going to be happy for the rest of your life. And it's just not true at all. I think if you take that pressure off and you realize that life is so much more than work and what job you do and you go and you live your life and you have other passions, like I go trout fishing, I go free diving. I've got so many different passions. People have to understand from the outside. Oh, you found your passion and you're living your dream and you're loving every step of the way. It's That's just not true. Your passion, your happiness should not solely be based around finding a job that works find contentment in your life find peace find these things in your life first that you have everything that you need you have shelter you have a car you have whatever find peace in that then that gives you the motivation to go and try things and then you realize oh i don't mind doing that i want to keep pursuing it or i've got this business idea but you got that energy to pursue it and i think that's the most important thing you got to find some kind of inner peace or contentment first I resonate with that so much, Daniel, because interestingly as well, just the timing of it is perfect. I've been going through a period of realizing, okay, like I've been having some of these things happen where I like, okay, I know I'm going to be here in America for a while. I just signed like a new label contract. And what I realized from that is I need to build my life outside of work and and music a lot more. And it's like funny to be at a place where it's like you've progressed in one sense but you realize you're still in the same place in another area, which is like, as you were saying, like hobbies and interests, like these things, like having fun. I feel like I'm still building out my life around that. And it made me think Mm. like, when you look back to the past, what advice would you give your younger self? Probably to relax, just relax. It all happens in the time that it's meant to happen. You can sit there and water the grass all day and you can try to watch it grow. It's not going to grow any quicker. You water it, you go and do your thing and it grows in its time. And I think that's when you got to trust God, the universe, whatever you believe in. There is something that gives you what you want when you're ready. By you being so anxious about what you want, it means that you're never going to be happy because when you get that thing, you're just still going to be anxious about it. So it's like, these things happen to me. These things have always happened to me when I've forgotten about them and let them go. I'm working towards them and I'm still doing my thing. But when you're so anxious about the outcome, I feel like you you push it further away. So believe that things happen when they're meant to happen. Still work. You got to work your ass off, but you got to work with with the right frame of mind too. And that is that you're alive, man. That's the most important thing. Breathe. You're alive. That's it. That's it. Nothing else matters. Nothing really else matters. It's all just matter. When it comes to dating and relationships and letting things happen, like you said, I know a lot of people can find pressure in like finding a partner or like getting into a relationship or pushing themselves in those areas. 
What advice would you give them because we're talking about dating today? Being single is better than being with the wrong person. <laughs> That's what I'd say. That's the biggest thing. We always, we're so anxious to find someone and we want to find someone. Is find peace in knowing that you're not with the wrong person either and that you've probably wised up and that you are vetting people a little bit more and you are being a bit more vigilant and you do have your guard up a little bit and that's not always a bad thing. And that doesn't sound like the conventional thing to say, but so many people are like, you shouldn't have your guard up when you meet someone and you should trust someone until they prove otherwise. It's come on, man, that's not reality at all. You can go in and people could be saying everything that you want to hear and you're trusting them. That doesn't mean, and, and maybe you can trust them, but you just can't take it as biblical. This, yeah. We're dealing with human beings here and human beings are very complex. When you're lusting over someone or you're so physically attracted to someone that you're just taking in every single little thing they say and believing everything they say, you're in a very dangerous position. So I think like regardless of where you're at in your life, whether you're on a, a really high in your life, and like I said before, sometimes that's when you're at your most vulnerable, when you're at this massive high in your life because you're just, it's like you've almost forgotten your experiences. It's like, oh, I'm oh. happy and I'm, and I'm great. And then you just, you meet someone and you're on top of the world and you're just like, you're taking it all in because you're not aware. You've, lost, you, you've forgotten your awareness. You've forgotten your experience. But when you've been hurt, when you've been hurt, you're like, oh man, you see the signs straight away after you've been hurt. You meet someone and you're like, not nah, that I see those red flags coming from a million miles away. I think regardless of where you're at, whether you're on a high, whether you're on a low, whatever it is, remember what you need in someone. Don't ever get too ahead of yourself. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good points there. Sheesh. I, I feel like something that can happen too is there's this thing that people can sometimes do in relationships, which is continue to invest time in it if they've already been in there for a certain period of time. So I'm already here. So let me keep digging in and see where we end up and maybe we'll be in a better place. What advice would you give for people that are like in that pattern? I, I think that when you've made a commitment to somebody and you're in a relationship, I think that you owe it to that person to try everything you possibly can to make it work. But if it is completely exhausted and that person is not what you, what you thought they were, then I don't think there's anything wrong with leaving and being invested and thinking that you've lost out is not true at all. Because I think if you continue, you're going to keep losing. So it's what, what do you prefer? You prefer to lose uh, and keep losing. I, I think you've got to, you've got to take what you've learned from it and you've got to move on for sure. You know, some people aren't meant to be in our life forever. I think it's really interesting because I see that with a lot of people, they will meet someone and they'll have this anxious attachment towards them and then they will like absolutely adore them and then as soon as someone brings them a sense of safety they aren't interested in them even though if they tick all the boxes they're looking for why do people do that they're not ready they're not ready to accept what a relationship is and there's this word relationship that gets thrown around you got to really break it down what is a relationship there are certain things in a relationship that word that have depth and that's the foundation of what that word actually means. So I don't think that one, they know what a relationship is. I don't even think they understand it. Could you explain what a relationship is for those that are listening? I mean, I guess it could be different for everybody. That's for me, it's respect, it's love, it's kindness, it's understanding, it's communication, it's 
not always needing the other person to entertain you. It's being content with your own life and that they're actually there. And I think that that's, they're the foundations of what a relationship actually is. And the moment we start thinking that a relationship always needs to be, you know, someone's constantly going to entertain me or I'm always going to have this feeling, this spark. I think that's a fallacy and I don't think that that's uh, realistic at all. And I think that's what everyone's searching for. And I think it comes from insecurities. Oh, feel that hundred percent. Mm. You just accepted someone, you know, and we all do it. We all do. It. I'm, I'm not exempt from it either. I know that I've got to be careful and I try not to give off mixed signals to people in that time. And that's your responsibility as well. That's someone's responsibility. You do not get into things unless you know you are ready. You don't, you know, you don't give people the wrong impression and tell them you love them or you like them. I hear stories all the time, like, oh, he was telling me he loved me and he's, or even her, she was telling me she loved me. And then next minute, see you later. It's like that person obviously wasn't telling the truth. So we have an obligation as well. We've got to all protect it. We've got to all look after each other's emotions a little bit. Maybe not protect each other's yeah. emotions, but if we're going to make this world a better place and we're all going to work this dating stuff out, we need to be kinder to each other. Yeah. We need to just not mess with people as much yeah totally it's such an interesting thing because i definitely feel like for me what i've realized i've had to work on is not going to a relationship for feeling like a an emptiness or like a, a hole that's not fair on the other person even if i'm not aware of that and i i think that is something that is easy to do when we feel maybe lonely or still figuring out our emotions, maturing and understanding, okay, this feeling actually is something like I need to work on that. How do you know when you're ready and in the right emotional space to date? I think when you're content with yourself and also when you have a very clear indication of what it is that you need in someone and you're willing to accept that. It's like we, we can have all these things in our mind and say, oh, we really want someone. What do you really need in somebody? And are you willing to accept it? Because if not, there's no point in pursuing it. So I think to know when you're ready is to know thyself, right? But you got to dig deep within yourself. It's not about trying to work out the other person. It's what are you willing to accept? What do you feel that you're worth? And if you think that you're only worth someone playing games with you, and someone, you know, you're only interested in people who act like that and care. And you might get caught up on it. We all get caught up on stuff like that. But I think you got to take a step back and be like, this is not what I deserve. I feel like a lot of people that are young, like early 20s and stuff, they're not ready for a relationship. They're figuring out who they are. They're navigating their life. They're building those foundations for themselves. Getting into relationships at that time, do you think that's a positive thing to learn how to date and that type of stuff? Or do you think it's better to stay alone and really work on your own stuff before searching outwards to meet people. If you're young and you think you want a relationship, but you want all these other things that don't add up with a relationship and to make those sacrifices, because realistically, 50% of your decisions are going to be someone else's. You're in a relationship. You just can't pack up and say, I'm going to Europe for three months. That's, that's selfish. Like, I don't care what, oh, I've, I, I live my life and I can do what I want. And, you know, you're not my mom or you're not my dad and all this stuff. Like, stop being so selfish. Just You've just entered a relationship with somebody and now you want to piss off to Europe for three months. That's not right. You know, you got to, you, we've all got to take accountability and responsibility for our decisions. Yeah. So before you enter into anything, 
you got to be ready. And I think that's maturity too. I was speaking to a friend who's a really successful musician and I was asking him like, how's it going with like dating and stuff like that? And he was saying, it's just really tough because he's like, I can't find anyone who is able to put up with the lifestyle of always traveling, going around the world. Mm. And we joked and I was like, you know, maybe you should date like a a graphic designer or someone who has like a remote job as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to your point, like until that career priority shifts. It depends on the person. It depends on, on all that. On but what I mean is just, we all just want to live. We, we, we want all the benefits that come along with having mm. a sing, being single. But then we also want a relationship. It's like, there's got to be a bit of give. Oh, it's real. That's what it is. We all, we all want that. I guess when it comes to entering a relationship, do you feel as though... You almost shouldn't do that until you're ready to sacrifice. So I was, I would say that it's, it depends on the person. And if someone's willing to accept that, if you've got to go for work, you've got to go for work. If you're trying to build a business and you've got to go overseas for work and whatever it is, and your partner understands that because you're doing it for them as well, you're doing it to build a life, then I think there's that level of understanding. So I think it's all about communication and knowing that you guys are on the same sort of path. Yeah, I talk to some of my friends about this all the time. Do you reckon that in different cultures as well, even within Australia and stuff, there's completely different views on relationships and commitment and what that looks like with what you're referencing as well? Like what we've found at least, like through talking to my friends, a lot of more Western culture and stuff, they have a very different view on relationships than maybe like Middle Eastern cultures and stuff. And and for reference, my mum's Iranian, my dad's Australian. So I like see both sides of things and how like I've got friends on like both sides and they operate completely differently in dating. Yeah, for sure. I think that we can take something from everybody's approach. And I think that sometimes the old traditional ways of dating, they could be great, but they may not suit people. I'm, I'm sure a lot of them wouldn't suit me and suit my lifestyle. I think these days... Instead of saying what is a relationship and something I wanted to answer before, I think in today's day and age with the individualism that we all have and all the different characters that we are, that the question should be, what is a relationship to you? And I think that's when you need to find that person who matches that kind of relationship. I don't really think, I think there's foundational things like respect kindness, all those things, they go without saying, right? And everyone wants to do something different. So I think the question is not, what is a relationship? It's what is a relationship to you? And I think that's what you really need to ask yourself. And then you need to find someone that complements that. What are some things that people can do to figure that out for themselves? And then also ask potential partners to figure out what that means to them as well. I think the biggest one is what I said before. What do you want for your life? If say, for example, you're someone who doesn't want to live in one place your whole life, right? You don't want to have, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't want to have that house, the picket fence, have a car, go on holidays only on certain times of the year. If you want someone, and you see it all on Instagram, people who are traveling all the time, right? That might not suit someone. So I think that the way to figure it out is to know yourself. You have to ask yourself, what are the things that you like? Is traveling a priority? Is your career a priority? So I think that there's so many different things that we need to ask ourselves about our life. Yeah, that's like a really good look in the mirror and really examine what you want question because I think part of this plays into what we've been speaking about 
as an undertone this whole conversation this day and age of like social media and dating apps i think there's so much that we go oh i want this and i want this but it's also what are you prepared to give and that's something that i've been like realizing recently and it just made me think of that as you were speaking what are you going to offer that person and what are you prepared to do for them do you feel as though with love anything can be worked through no and that's probably the wrong it's probably not the answer you thought i was going to say because i don't think it's just about love i think you could love someone and still hurt them we hurt mm. people we love every day i think it's so much more than that and i know what you're saying but i think just that word love if you break it down it's like what is it really and so yeah. many people confuse lust with love. So mm -hmm. I think real love is respect. It's dedication. It's communication. It's all those things that, you know, because you could love someone for who they are and still do things to disrespect them. Doesn't mean you don't love them. I think that there's, so there's other ways of looking at it. But what you said before about give, I think that's the most important thing. And I always say, I wonder if both people went into something thinking, what can I give rather than, what do I want? Imagine both people went in thinking, what can I give this person? Why do you think it's shifted to what do I want from what, do, what can I give? We all want the glory now, man. We all want the glory. We all want, we all want, the, we all want the attention. Totally. Is there anything else though that you'd like to say on people that have commitment issues? Uh, commitment issues, I think, is, uh, is not being secure within yourself as well. Ooh. And I think it's, I wouldn't say it's a lack of maturity. I think it's immature to get into a relationship. Uh, immature sounds like a bit of a surface word to use because I think it's deeper than that. But I think the insecurities of being able to accept that someone is just there and that's okay and not always pursuing this rush, I think that's the most important thing. In order to commit, you have to be willing to accept and that's a really big thing. If you're not willing to accept that someone is, can be kind to you, can be loving to you, if you're not willing to accept all that, then I don't think you're ready for a commitment. And what do you think is the first step to acceptance? Loving yourself and knowing your worth and understanding yeah. that all these other things that you've gone through in a relationship, if a relationship is what you want, some people don't want yeah. it at that stage of their life. But if you want a relationship, I think it's accepting that and acknowledging that all these other times that you've pursued this rush feeling, and we all want that spark with someone, no doubt about it. It's not going to last forever. That person's not designed and born to continually entertain you. It's not why we're here. You mentioned self-love and like self-acceptance and stuff. And I think that's a really big term that a lot of people might not necessarily understand. Like they understand the, per like the premise of it. Like, okay, I need to love myself. What are some actual tangible things that people can do to actually get one step closer to loving themselves. The biggest thing for me is an unconventional answer where it's not necessarily about you as an individual. It's not loving. When they say love yourself, it doesn't mean loving your appearance first or loving this or loving that. That's not where it comes from. To me, it comes from a bit more of a spiritual perspective where it's like loving internally this light that you have within you. And that can be through like meditation or things that we can do where you sit down and you feel light within you and you feel love within you. I think you need to become love when you like give love to things and you feel love within yourself. It's not 
really self-love as in loving yourself. But when you feel love for things and for this internal light that you have within you, and you can go into that, finding that warmth, that love, and accepting where I'm at in my life and appreciating what I have. And then I'll get up and I'll feel on top of the world. I'm like, oh, I love myself. I love that we're talking about this because it's something that really is, I find frustrating when it comes to like these gurus or this content on the internet, which is like, oh, just love yourself. And it's Mm -hmm. this times when I know I do and I'll set boundaries or take actions that I think it's, we allow others to make us feel like that so much these that this day and age. I think that's where it comes from a lot. And I think it's because we've either been vulnerable to them and mm-hmm. we've opened up a little bit and then they've not treated us the way we thought we deserved to be treated in that time. But then it's a reflection of our self-worth. Like I always say to people, someone's rejection of you isn't always a reflection of your masculinity or your femininity or what you're worth. Sometimes they've got their own problems. Give it, Someone ever rejected you and then a few months later, you see them with someone and that person just like absolutely tears them apart and treats them like shit and just is probably one of the worst people. And I mean, I've had times where I've seen people who have rejected me in life and then literally two or three years later, that person's hooked on drugs and completely thrown their life away. And I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't me. Yeah. Whereas someone's, what someone else wants from their life and the way someone else treats you has got nothing really to do with you it's it's all got to do with them it's their life it's what they want from their life it's who they are it's actually completely separate it's it's it doesn't mean that you're bad or anything they could be with someone not as good looking as you they could be with someone not as smart as you it doesn't matter it's what they want from their life and what they want comes from all their experiences from their life and you don't have any clue about them it's like what you want for your life so I think, you know, when, especially when we've been vulnerable and we've opened up to people, I think that's a major point of us feeling like we're not worthy and feeling that lack of self-love. But I can tell you now, man, it's, it just, you can go back in your brain and say, I should have done this. I could have done this. I shouldn't have texted too early. I shouldn't have done this. If that person, and that sounds like such a cliche thing to say, if that person didn't accept you at that time, they were never going to accept anything Mm. because they were going to see that part of you eventually you were going to text too many times at one point you were going to do something you know so can't walk on eggshells you can't walk on eggshells and if you'd have if you did text back the next day after a date because you like that person then all of a sudden they think you're too keen and they walk away then it's that's not a reflection of you don't hate yourself because you might have shown your vulnerability to this person at one stage and what was going to happen then if they're willing to accept it and then you meet someone else and then you text them back the next day and they're so keen and they're happy to catch up or whatever. So it's don't always take other people's decisions in life and actions as a reflection of you because, man, some people have some deep issues and problems that they're working through. And it doesn't mean that they're bad, but you're taking on all their problems then. You're taking on all their issues. You've got no idea what's going on in someone's brain. They just might need to constantly feel like they're not loved. And that could be coming from experience, like, and you don't want to go anywhere near that. No. I think it's important as well for people to know and recognize you're not too much. Like, you'll be right for the person that you're right for, if that makes sense. If you're too much for someone, that just means that they're not the right person for you because they won't accept you for who you fully are. 
But for someone else, you might be not enough. And then another person, you might be perfectly fine. So I think that's something that's really important. We all have different levels of what we are when it comes to communication and how keen you are, all of these different types of things. And if someone says, oh, you're too much or you're not giving enough or all those types of things, that just means you're not right for that person and what they're looking for. And I think reminding yourself of that is really important. We're not for everyone and not everyone's for us. That's just the way it goes. You just got to be willing to accept it, man. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. If you're not ready, you're not going to accept anything. I I wanted to ask one final question. When it comes to the most painful thing you have ever been told or heard someone be told in a relationship, what was it? I would say an ex when I was like a lot younger. She's, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That was tough. I've heard that one. That was tough. She goes, I love you but I'm just not in love with you anymore. And actually there was another thing she said. She goes, I, I, she, she definitely had to get me because she was calling me out. She was calling me up years later, but I feel like this was, she wanted to hurt me a bit, but she was like, she's yeah, you're a great person, but you're just not the one for me. And just, just, just a constant barrage. Those mm. things hurt, man. When, especially Dude. when you don't understand, when you don't, when you're not old enough as well, when you're old enough, it hurts. But when you're old, when you're not old enough to understand as well, like people have their own lives and their own decisions and whatever. That's a big one. What would you say to people that have been told something similar? Just deal with it. Just go through it. Go through whatever it takes, but go through the pain. Don't try to rush. And that's probably gets back to going through a breakup or heartbreak or rejection or whatever it is. Don't try to rush the process. I'm Mm -hmm. a big believer in that. People like, oh, get back up in the gym straight away the next morning and pump those weights and make out like nothing's ever happened. Some of the greatest pieces of art and some of my best writing has come through pain so if i didn't feel that if i didn't feel that and really like i always say to people i'm not scared to walk through hell just go through it because you when you when you come out of it when you come out through that pain you're going to feel like you're born again it's the most unbelievable feeling ever you feel so alive like nothing else could give you a greater feeling when you've conquered that and you've come through it so don't try to get out of it just go through it and it will, you will get through it. Wow, that was an amazing episode with Daniel. And I'm so excited we got to hear from him on such an interesting topic, which is relationships. It is very likely that you will find yourself in one throughout your life. So I'm really happy that at Really Mental Week could provide some insight into the dating space. And I'd say some of the interesting takeaways for me were definitely around forming a better relationship with yourself. And this is something that over time, I feel like I've realized, and definitely recently I've been trying to work on a lot more, which is knowing how to spend time with myself. And I guess that relates because to Daniel's point, Being single is better than being with the wrong person and making sure that you put in the work to figure out what you want from a relationship and what you can give, which is just as important, is critical. I think that so much of dating these days is it's more complex in the sense that I feel as though there's so many different intentions and also people can just go into it without actually asking themselves what do I want? Hopefully you found something of value from what Daniel said. And we're really excited for you to hear our next episode coming next week. So if you enjoyed this, please make sure you share this episode with a friend who could resonate with it and follow us on our socials at Really Mental Podcast. 
And yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.